0: Today's show is brought to you by 336er.com. That's where you can be our Patreon. 336er.com is a direct link to the Section 336 Patreon page where we ask for you to support us with $3 a month. You can do more if you want, but we're only asking for $3 a month. And that is your chance to show your appreciation for Matt and I and this little show. We've been doing it for seven, eight years, haven't missed many weeks. And I think we've given some bonus content when we have. So, tons of episodes out there. If you want to thank us for all of that, we appreciate it immensely. Your little $3 a month helps us produce this show, helps us pay for hosting, recording, and everything to do this remotely. Plus, every now and then, I even get to send Matt a check, thanks to 336ers like you. So, go on over to 336er.com if you want to help us out. All right, you want to just roll it?
1: Uh, sure, I got nothing. Let's go. Behind home plate, we bringing it to a more day. day. You know
0: what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Bird when lose, we bringing it to you always. always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? Welcome now here come the boys from Section 336. Ladies
1: and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka.
0: Hey, Matt. How about all that Orioles news this week? Big, big week for uh, Orioles baseball.
1: Are you talking about the Bedia trade?
0: Um, yeah <laughs> I, what, uh, mm, That's it I guess big decisions Come in on the minor leagues Yeah
1: Friday's the big day Friday's the big day where You have to have your 40 man set Or They for, can for be the picked five. off in the rule 5 draft So Friday will right. be telling What young players Because we, we talked about it last week We're not going to do it again Go back and listen to last week's episode You coconuts but we talked about who's available. Josh, is there any, any rumor, by the way, um, you're you're not here in
0: Maryland. No, no, but I did read a nice tweet from Hogan and Hogan's getting a little annoyed at people. Hogan now is remember when
1: like the peak of the virus, Trump was on the Cloud Nine holding a press conference every day. Uh, right. This right. is this is Hogan now. Hogan it's, does like three press conferences a day, I feel like. He'll do one gonna... in the evening, one in the afternoon, one in the morning. Is Hogan –
0: Hogan's lining up for like a presidential run in four years, right? Everybody's lining up. I'm lining up for a presidential run in four years. Who's not? And now that we're past it, he can just say, all right, I kind of – you know what he did? I think he saw the governor of New York get a whole lot of attention and people talk about him in the presidential run because he held daily press conferences. So now Hogan is trying to hold – press conferences and be a little snarky on Twitter and call people out for, this isn't the flu. Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: he, he, yeah, yeah. And his whole slogan is, wear the damn mask. So that was his big thing that he said at the press conference a couple of days ago. And now, if you'll see, they're making masks with that (laughs) slogan on it.
0: Yeah. And And I, I saw that on some, like, political papers and stuff. And I thought it was very weird to see, like, official documents with a curse word.
1: Yeah, and it's funny. I was listening to WBAL talk about it. And <laughs> Do they bleep him out? No, they say it, but then it was them talking about it. Hogan said, quote, He's Hogan said, wear your, quote,
0: damn, end quote, mask. <laughs> okay, so that's how they get around being allowed to say it. Yeah. I guess.
1: Uh, but you're right. He's also very snarky with going after people. He's, like, he goes after... Fake news. He doesn't call it fake news. He says there's a lot of misinformation on social media, uh, and the flu. But but this
0: is new for him. This offensive, being on the offensive, and as like every day out there, this is all new, right? he, He. I mean. He's, he's went after
1: Trump before. This is not the first time going after Trump.
0: I mean, there was the whole thing where he tried to bring in, like, his own masks and make a better deal than the government or something. Yeah, we had it, that, like, back in March.
1: It was the, his own testing. Like, he had, like, a hookup with his wife or something. And I thought it was for masks. It, was it for testing? It is for testing, yeah. Okay. Um, and so, and, yeah, and, and, and that was when he went after the president, because, like, the president is not providing us for testing, so I'm going to go get out my own testing <laughs> right, right. or something. Um, but yeah, but Josh, is there any rumor like like some, some people are speculating that you know the government's doing this to get more control of the of the people? Is there any specu- Is there any truth to the rumors, Josh, that somehow you're masterminding this whole thing just so you'll get more lockdowns
0: and more players for your weekly poker game? Uh, you know, our poker games have not really gone down in numbers since March. But the problem is they haven't increased in numbers since March.
1: At some point in March, we had two tables going on. We're we're down to one table now.
0: That is true. I don't I don't even remember who we lost, but those people were lost because they they started opening cities back up. So you're right. Now that things are shutting down, I saw the governor of Pennsylvania today announce new restrictions that you have to wear a mask now in your home. In your home. In your home. So, yeah. look forward to neighbors peeking in your windows and ratting you out.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that's that's the whole thing, right, about it is I – w- I mean, you go anywhere in Maryland. I know it's not like this in Florida. But where I'm living at, even here on the Eastern Shore, I have not – I can't remember the last time I saw someone in a store with a mask,
0: right? Like – You mean without a mask.
1: Yeah, with, with, with without a mask, I mean. Right. Like everywhere now. I go, people are wearing masks. Right. But, but then – you know, They hang out with people at their houses. They throw little parties or whatever, and then you don't wear a mask at your house. And so then it kind of all goes down the drain, and then people say, oh, look, masks don't work. Well, no,
0: okay. I'm, I'm telling you, that's, that's life in Florida is what you're describing, except without the rules. Like when I go to the grocery store, 98% of the people in their store are wearing masks in every store I go into. Most people really, I joke about people not wearing masks because it is Florida and there are a bunch of rednecks down here and it's like the Eastern Shore, but for an entire state. Um, but no, the truth is, with, we don't have a mask law or mandate or whatever you want to call it. But most of the people are wearing masks when we go into stores. But then when you leave the stores, when you're outside in Florida, we're outside a ton and yeah. no one wears the masks outside. Yeah. Um, because we all believe these. Science that says you don't need it when you're outside and we're spread out and six well, feet is really close to someone.
1: Yeah, the, outside you have more of them spread out, sure.
0: Right. So, So there's that. There's that too. So it's a combination of I'm happy to be in Florida where the governor says we're not going to do any more lockdowns, which means I can keep working and we're not going to do the mask mandate, which is I don't really care because people are wearing their masks anyway. And my thing is... I feel comfortable not wearing my mask when I'm around people I know well. So if I'm around family or close friends, I don't wear the mask. When I played softball for the past 3 months, I didn't wear a mask on the softball field. In other states you would have to do that. Sure. And I don't I don't know how much that makes us safer versus how much it's a control thing. Yeah. And and I and I don't believe the science of, look, I can't blow out the candles now because I got lots of other questions and I don't think science can be proved on a YouTube video. So I like the idea of, I feel better when people are making the decision on their own to wear the mask and not government telling them to, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and that's your political leanings. That's your libertarian leanings or whatever. And and, and and that's fine. I mean, I I, I would argue that I, and I think it's complicated, right? Because the science is like, and you're right, there's just so much hip- hypocrisy around, around s- so, some of these things. And, and like, for, for me, if you look at the science, so what, I mean, the, the, the big thing for me is schools. And I look from the perspective of schools, and they shut down all the schools, even though all the data and research shows that small children don't pass along the virus. And in many ways, they're safer
0: at school than at home.
1: Right, right, absolutely. There's less congregating. And, and I would argue, Josh, and something that we've done in, in our household, like we made a decision that there's a few people we hang out with, and we're going to hang out with those people and not anybody else, right? So we're just trying to keep yes. the circle small. And so and that's, that's kind of
0: our plan. That's, and that's my plan, too. And that's what I'm doing is I... I get around employees when I visit clients. I wear masks and stuff, and then I I am around some people in the neighborhood, and that's really it.
1: Yeah, it's easy for me because I don't really have any friends to begin with, so it does. It's not hard to keep the circle small. But then, yeah, we have we have like one friend of Silas who will hang out with his his mom, and will hang out with uh, his now.
0: I will say this weekend, I'm gonna hang out with some people from out of state. And I'm wondering if I need to get some like, bubbles for them or something.
1: Mm-mm. Are you going to make them wear a mask in your house? You should do that. You, you should institute a law. This is a way for you to take control. Because, by the way, that whole idea of controlling is nonsense. Our way of controlling the population by making them wear the mask that's
0: just a soft way to control the population. It's a, it, I, no, it would, be a, it would be the masks is a start. The mask is a start. And when they put a when chip hear, in my f- head, yeah. Well, yeah that's like the Bill Gates conspiracy theory right I don't know but Is that that vaccine's a chip or something yeah yeah
1: it's, there's always conspiracies uh, to putting a computer yeah. chip in the vaccine or
0: something right no but uh but no when dr. fauci or no, some other people say oh we'll be wearing masks forever wear a mask after your vaccine of ninety five percent that's what tells me oh it's control uh, because if, if you, you who are not sorry not, if you told me I was ninety five percent chance of not getting a disease, I don't think I would wear a mask because of the 5%.
1: Okay, that's fine, Josh. And, and my response be, would be, to that would be, if, your big, if the big government power move to control the population is they no. have to wear masks, then I'll say ha, no, like, okay, my, you guys are real tyrannical. Oh, I'm so afraid you're making the no, people wear masks. Ah. My
0: argument would be, you give up one liberty at a time. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Okay. That's fine. Let's just say, right now, down in Florida, you can't, if you go to Walmart you can no longer buy guns at Walmart. But it's not because Walmart took them away. It's because everyone down here bought guns because they're afraid of losing some liberties.
1: Yeah. And they've been afraid of those losing the same li- liberties for the past 30 years or whatever. Yeah,
0: yep. yep, sure. And one but, day they but, might be right. But they've been afraid for 30 years because of slow microaggressions like the mass could represent.
1: Okay.
0: So, All right. but, uh, but yeah, so... Um, Bert and his family are coming down this weekend.
1: Oh, are they? I didn't know that. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, apparently they're spending Thanksgiving in Florida, so Bert's going to come over Sunday and watch the Ravens game over here. So uh, yeah, I guess I'm wearing a mask for the whole game.
1: I think you should be. I mean, Bert works from home, right?
0: Right, right. Who's, I who's think Bert? All to you? Yeah. I don't know. I, I see. I was thinking I would just give them my own COVID test. Oh,
1: you, you should conduct your own. I'll conduct my own. Absolutely. So. But but to make it legitimate, like the real one, you have to come back positive, then negative, then positive again, and then you have to think a few more.
0: All right, Elon. <laughs> you know, I, right? I can be like the uh, like Joe Rogan. I'll just have someone at my front door to do a doctor or nurse at my front door to do tests before people come in. Yeah, you should do that. So I, I'll work I'm on sure that.
1: Bert will, si- will sign up for that. <laughs> All
0: right. Do you think Bert's ever got gotten a single COVID test during this whole thing? There's no way right i don't, I don't see why he had a reason to no i don't I don't know if he's ever worn a mask because he might have never came out of his home during this whole time It's possible
1: um but you're going to watch the Ravens game that, that, that that's good The Ravens uh go up against the Titans josh i was did, 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 did you see the line on the Titans Ravens game? It blew me away
0: no, I haven't looked I'm guessing I mean the Ravens still got to be the favorite Ra- uh it's in Baltimore. Ravens plus ten or Ravens minus ten? Oh,
1: it was minus six and a half, and I was shocked okay. at minus six and a half. Now, well,
0: here's the big problem.
1: After the debacle last week,
0: the problem is if Campbell and Williams are out, then you might as well make that even money. That's
1: what I'm saying. And they w- And Campbell, I mean, aren't they? They're both, be out? To,
0: they're both day to day. Okay.
1: And we and is, is Skura still our center?
0: Uh, did you see people? You see people throwing hate at Skura, and he had to put out a statement like, hey, guys, I'm sorry I screwed up, but please don't try to threaten my family. Yeah. That fans are horrible people.
1: Yeah. I wonder how, like, Skura, he came out and said it. I wonder how many people that happens to don't say anything about it. Like, how frequent do you think is that when someone makes has a bad game that their family gets threatened? Do you well, think that's a common thing?
0: Mm, well, that's why Peter Angelos doesn't show his face in Baltimore anymore. That's true. People because of fans. Said I bet that. A lot that of things about him. I wonder if, like Chris Davis, gets that yeah. and a lot of hatred at Chris, and right. a, and and or if the fact that he's such a nice person and donates so much money, if that balances it out, or if people don't care and people just throw hate. I
1: mean, Scourge has donated a lot of money too. I forget what organization he's involved in, but he but someone came a, out talking childhood about it. childhood cancer. Yeah. Yeah, so you're hating on a guy who's giving a lot of money to child cancer. Right. Um, but I don't know. I I mean, I, th- I think I'm a diehard fan, and then I'm, I'm not diehard enough to threaten someone's family, though. So maybe I'm not diehard <laughs> that's, enough. That's
0: a, that doesn't make you diehard. <laughs> that makes you a jerk. It makes, I, it I makes think, you messed up in the head. I think especially it's, – it's social media, and I think especially the past few months as we built up to the election, it just really opened my eyes how much just – hatred there is on social media, and how much it's all extremes. It's you either love something or hate something, and there's no middle ground. You can't just accept something. If you don't agree with Trump, he's a Nazi. If you do agree with him, he's this. If you vote for him, you're a white supremacist. There's all this hatred in the election. And, of course, that bleeds into sports as well.
1: I like how we got away from politics and you pushed us right back in. And and my favorite thing, Josh, is looking at at something like Facebook, and I find this so funny. Everyone you talk to, I talk to people, they all decry social media as like, oh, I missed the good old days of social media. Now it's gotten so political, and people (laughs) just complain about social media all the time. Yet, yet, social media has never been Kind of more used and more popular than right now, and yeah. yet everybody hates it. Cause secretly, you love to be outraged. You love to be extreme. Like people love this. They love to read uh-huh. extreme takes. We love this.
0: Yeah. So make sure you follow Section 336 over on Parlor. Parlor.
1: Yeah. Is I had. had Parlor. Yeah. Parlor. I had to leave Facebook because they wouldn't let uh, yeah. me speak my
0: true mind. I kept. Yeah. I kept trying to post things about Yankees and they kept deleting it. Yeah. So now I'm on Parlor. Are you on Parler? I'm not on Parler, no. I did sign up on Parler because I have this thing that whenever there's a new app, I try to sign up and get the username Josh Soroka mm. before the other Josh Soroka. Mm, so nice. I went over to Parler and got the username Good and then you. got off. Yeah.
1: Good for you. No, I've never...
0: I, haven't, I just heard people
1: talking about it. Um, but...
0: But, and but, I got and I got a, a friend request from Gigi asking me to join her and friend her in parlor.
1: Nice, nice. She never friend requests me. That's messed up. Well, I wonder why. Yeah. It, but Josh, your your takes on the on the Ravens performance against the Patriots. I mean, right. the Patriots barely beat, <sighs> should have lost to the Joe Flacco-led Jets, who haven't won a game all
0: year. So do you concede? I've been telling you for weeks that this team's not that good. Mm. That they're good, but they're not great. Mm. That there's big problems with this offense, and the fact that they've been so. The in, I said this on the post game. I can't be angry at this loss because there's so many factors. What it was doing a lo- post game with. No, I just... It, no, just... I wasn't on a post-game show. I just said this talking to someone after the game.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you're doing a post-game podcast. No, I said post, it the post-game. Post-game as in after the game okay, I said so this. you I said it after the game. Post-game yeah. is like the official
0: terminology <laughs> for a post-game show. Fine, fine. Post-podcast, pre, pre-game, we were talking, yeah. and, and no, pre pre-game, pre-game,
1: you're doing a podcast again. Yeah,
0: go yeah. ahead. On our, uh, on our pre-game talk... You, me, and dad, we all expected blowouts for the Ravens. Yes. But this game shifted in two, in a couple ways. One, injuries. Yes. Injuries were a huge factor in this game again. The uh, (laughs) Matt Skura, I guess you want to call that injury or just the worst game possible to play. I've never seen so many bad snaps.
1: Yeah, and this I, is the second week. Like, last week, there was bad stuff. Right. This week, it was, like, even more. So, yeah.
0: here's what I don't understand. And then the third option is the weather was so bad. A freaking especially, monsoon at
1: the end of that game.
0: Especially at the end of you that game. You couldn't even see the field. Yeah. It's the worst rain I think I've seen the Ravens play in. Yeah. So, I can kind of give all that to, all right, got to chalk this one up as a loss. And on paper, before the season started, we probably would have marked this one as a maybe win, maybe lose. as a tough game. So yep. the season's not – right now, everything about this team is about getting healthy. And it sucks when some of the guys are out for the year. Boyle now out for the year. Boyle's out for the year. And uh, Stanley from last week. Yeah, out for the year. Two weeks ago, out for the year. Those sting. Um, I don't really know how you replace Boyle. So that's the, there's lots of questions there. And that definitely the health of getting Campbell back. And getting Williams back. That's our defensive rock game defense. right there, yeah. Yeah. So I can't be too upset about the loss and kind of just got to move forward. But I still think this isn't a great team, like I've been saying. It's a good team, but then when you take all these injuries and take all these players off the field, it's no longer even a good team.
1: Yeah, it must be hard for you, Josh, because you were on the
0: bandwagon Super Bowl or busts. You, I mean, yeah, that was when you put up a season like you did last year, I think everyone was on the Super Bowl or bus bandwagon, and now it's uh, playoffs and get lucky.
1: Oh, get, get, get hot.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I agree Which with you. Which we've done before. We've snuck into the we, – we've never won the Super Bowl by going in as the hot favorite. Yeah. We win it by sneaking in as the wild card and getting hot. Yeah. Well, so there's a chance.
1: Yeah, sure, sure, there's a chance. And this team has the components to win in the playoffs, right? Good run game, good defense. If we can get a lead against the team, um, I think we'll be sitting pretty. But yep. but you're right. I mean, I, I hate the notion. Here's what I hate. I hate when people say all teams get in, in, injuries, like all
0: teams get injuries,
1: so you can't complain about it.
0: Yeah, but oh, the Ravens were very lucky last year. They didn't get really injuries.
1: Yeah, they had some stuff with Browns, some like minor stuff, but but right. there was very few season-ending injuries. But the fact is, like different players getting hurt hurt your team in different ways. When you lose a left tackle who's one of the best in football, that hurts more than losing a back a backup left guard or whatever. When when you lose your two interior linemen, that hurts because Calais Campbell was playing as well defensively as anyone on this team. So that hurts more than if, I don't know, um, Jimmy Smith got hurt, which was hurt, but it wouldn't hurt as much as Calais Campbell, right? So right. it also matters who's getting hurt, when they're getting hurt, same time Brendan Williams. Nick Boyle, another key blocker to go along with Stanley. Um, And and, and so I don't buy this notion that all injuries are equal I also don't buy this notion of of next man up When obviously Clays Campbell is the starter for a reason The backup is not going to be as good as Clays Campbell It's just the fact of it is You're not going to be as good as a team when your best players are hurt
0: Right, you can't say Super Bowl or bust And then if Lamar gets hurt, RG3 runs out there And you're like, all right, same expectations Right It's not the same Right, and this and, is and, and, it's, it's, yeah. Same with other players outside of LeBron right. Jackson. Yeah, and the Ravens. Sorry, but the Ravens have only been carrying two tight ends on this team. They only had two on the roster, so you can't say next man up when you don't even have one on the roster. Yeah, and I don't think is there another center
1: on the roster. I don't know.
0: No, no. Yeah. Uh, here's my question though about Sunday. Horrible weather, rain, wet ball, horrible snaps by Skura constantly. Yes. Why do you keep? Why do they keep doing the shotgun? Why wouldn't you go up there and just stick your hands up under the guy's butt and, and, and do, no, do a normal, whatever you call that. I don't know what you call that arrangement. But you know what I mean? Right, right.
1: I mean, I guess the whole thing is that is that, um, that run pass option that only works out of the, out of the shotgun. But, but you're right. Like, when conditions warrant, you should be able to, to switch things up. And there was, and that, like, like, that, that, that um, direct snap to, Mar- uh, to Mark Ingram was, was one the, of the worst play calls you will ever see in your life for, for it, about ten different reasons, right? And we could break down
0: every single reason. But there was about ten reasons not to do that, and sorry. there was no reason to do it. Oh, and that's the thing. Forget the reasons not to. Give me one reason that Putton, Lam- Putt what one advantage Putton Mark Ingram back there do- gives you that Lamar back there doesn't give you. Right. Because Lamar can run it just like Ingram. Right. You yeah. got no advantage. It's the worst play call ever. Yeah,
1: if you're taking out Joe Flacco to put in Mark Ingram, okay, I buy it. But yeah, it,
0: it, right. it made it made zero sense. No, that's the type of call where it's like, if your team's bad, if your team's struggling, and you make that type of call, you get fired. Yeah, yeah, that was
1: terrible. Um, that was terrible. So it was it was it was a bad loss, um, but it's also a loss in the middle of a regular season, it kind of takes away the hopes of winning the division, right? Because Steelers are still right.
0: undefeated. Which makes this game even bigger this coming week. You think so? Yeah, because we're not playing for division anymore. Playing we're playing for, for seeding yeah. and that wild card seeding, yeah. Yep,
1: and now, now you got to make the playoffs. That, that's the next quarter to, to make the playoffs. And, right. and hopefully get better so you can feel like, I mean, at this point, I just think about playing the Chiefs again. Um, and it's, yeah. it's just it's not happening but I, but I was surprised, Josh I'm still surprised After what happened in the playoffs against the Titans Combined with what we did on Sunday I would have thought it would have been like a pick game Between the Titans and the Ravens I'm just really surprised it were six and a half points favorites But I guess
0: Yeah, you're making me want to put money on the Titans Is what you're doing
1: Yeah, I mean, why? I mean, I, I don't really understand this game I guess because the logic could be We beat the Colts a couple weeks ago and last week, uh, just on past Sunday, um, the Colts whooped up on the Titans. So may- maybe that's your thinking. I don't know, but
0: weird, weird, yeah. weird stuff. Yep, yeah, it's a weird, definitely a weird uh, decision.
1: But but you know what? Vegas is almost always right, and I suck at betting games, so uh, I'll, I'll take Vegas over my opinion on this stuff.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. Just verifying, my bookie still has it at minus uh, four and a half.
1: Yeah, I can't make any bets on my bookie because all my money is tied up uh, in the presidential race. So, gotta <laughs> figure, gotta see how that plays out.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that means you will get paid, win or lose, in what? January twentieth. I suppose. Yeah. I'm Unless not, they find a way to push it back. I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. At some point, well, you know, uh, sports books and Vegas and all is really. They're really angry about this whole election thing because of how Trump is running with the whole corruption angle. Um, That's a big deal in betting. So, like, think about it. If you bet on a football game, you lost, but you found out that the game was rigged. Right. Right. Against you, you, right. would want your, you would want your money back.
1: Right, yeah. I saw a couple so, of people write letters.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, Vegas and people are getting upset with that because if they pay out for Biden, all the Trump people get upset of, oh, this game Trump. was rigged. Yeah. So, what I don't understand is if you're one of those Trump people that thought the game was rigged, why'd you bet on Trump? Because you should have known the game was rigged from the start.
1: That's That's right. You, well, it was rigged one way or the other. Someone was rigging it. You were hoping your guys could rig it better than their guys, and now you're mad right. that the other guys rigged it better than your guy.
0: Yeah, right, right, right. Oh. So, But, yeah, either way, it's, eventually they'll pay out. Or they'll just – I wouldn't be surprised if they just come out and say, like, if we don't have a official declaration by the end of the month, all these betting sites should just come out and be like, hey, master refunds, here you go. Yeah, I know. We, yeah, we, we, we give up. Here's your money nobody, back. Nobody wins. Here's your money back. Yeah. It's not our fault to get mad at your government.
1: Yeah. Um, going back real quick, are there any other thoughts on the Ravens before we go back to the Orioles?
0: Um, not really. I mean, a bad game, but bad weather. I'm not, I'm not upset about it. It's, they are what I thought they were.
1: Hmm. Do you think we beat the Titans on Sunday? Uh, does Campbell and Williams play? What if they don't?
0: Then it's a pick 'em versus, I versus, say it's a, versus
1: Henry. What if they don't play
0: versus the best running back in football? I say it's 24 21. I think if Williams and uh, no, I'm gonna say they lose if these guys aren't in there, yeah, because the Ravens defense needs to hold the, them enough for the Ravens to get the lead. And if you don't have these guys, Henry's going to run all over you, and they're going to score on that first drive. And that's tough for the Ravens, puts, puts the Ravens offense in a really tough situation. We're not built to win a shootout.
1: Yeah, I mean, Lamar, for the first time in a while, took a couple shots deep to uh, Marquise Brown. One was incomplete, and the other was intercepted. And right. what they both had in common is Marquise Brown had no chance, not to catch the ball, no chance to make a play on the ball because he was so well-covered. And, yes. and to me, that says more about Marquise Brown's inability to get in a position to make a play on a ball than it does Lamar Jackson's thro- throwing ability or decision-making. Yep. That's yeah, just me, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm sick of Marquise Brown, not only because I own him in fantasy. I just had so, such high hopes from this season. And to me, as mm. uh, this whole team, he's been the biggest d- yeah. disappointment.
0: He is, because there was so much talk about his off-season workout. I and just on the his, weight his, and back to one hundred percent. His his and his we pectoral that, muscles. Right, and we knew that one of the things nice he had trouble muscles. with was was fighting for the ball. So I thought this year he could do that. And he's yeah, you're right. He might be the biggest disappointment in the offense this year. Is Marquise Brown just isn't getting open in order to get the ball?
1: I mean, how many highlight
0: real plays? Did he
1: have last year playing half the games? I mean, he had a, he had a dozen More. highlight real plays. Yeah. This year, he's had zero.
0: Right. Is it the fact that he's our only target and people know that? Hey, Do you I, think I don't that's that why all, we're seeing Willie Sneed now start to be the guy on Sunday?
1: No, I don't buy that at all. I think Willie Sneed maybe has advantage coming out of the slot, but I don't buy that at all because Marquise Brown, I mean, who, who was our options last year? I mean, it's not like we had, um, we had weapons right. last year and we were still able to all get the right. ball.
0: Do you think Lamar doesn't trust the long ball because none of them have connected this year? So now he's throwing to Snead because Snead's running that cross route. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he took
1: two shots at Brown, and they weren't even close. One was intercepted. The other one right. had, had no chance. Right. And it seems like last year uh, there was a f- uh, several plays where Marquise Brown was able to break away and get wide open. And Marquise Brown is not able to get open this year. Yeah,
0: I don't understand it.
1: It's, it's, and that's maybe a microcosm of the problem this whole offense, right? There's no explosion in their offense, it's just like there's no explosion in Marquise Brown.
0: Right, right. You're not seeing – yeah, the only reason – like those big runs that we saw from Lamar last year is because our offensive wide receivers and tight ends were moving back and pulling guys back, having to cover them, that then gave Lamar space. When everyone's all crowded up, you can't do that. Yeah. yeah, you jealous of Are uh, you jealous of uh, of Kyler Murray?
1: I mean, I have all my fantasy uh-huh. teams to so know. I'm enjoying
0: it. Uh-huh. Uh, but w- who would you who would you who would you draft right now? If you t- could have one quarterback for your team for the future, who would you take? Patrick Mahomes. Uh, outside of Mahomes, Mahomes is locked up for ten years. Would I take Murray or Jackson? Murray or Jackson. I mean, if or or Josh Allen. No, I wouldn't take. How do John- you rank those three?
1: No, I, I mean I think I would take I would take maybe Russell Wilson or Tua.
0: Uh, I wouldn't take Tua. No, but the debate between Kyler um, Murray, Murray is the excitement this the excitement this year that Lamar was last year. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think that's fair.
0: And it's and it's we have to see what he can do next year. Just like we all thought Lamar was going to take this big step up, and he did not take a step at all this year.
1: Yeah, and, and there's these unanswerable questions. That we will always ask about Joe Flacco: What if you gave him better weapons?
0: DeAndre well, Hopkins. Played, Joe played better against the Patriots with the crappy Jets yeah. than Lamar did this week.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, what, how would Lamar Jackson be different if he had a DeAndre Hopkins on his yeah. team? Like, right. and we, and that's an impossible question we, we we can't answer, but it makes you wonder. Like that but that, is- that final play by Kyler Murray on Sunday, like that was five percent. Kyler Murray throwing the ball up and 95% having a stud receiver oh, yeah. jump over three guys and make the catch.
0: And pull that in, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, I don't know how you caught that. But it, but the fr- and that's where you get a little frustrated with the Ravens because the lack of a veteran big receiver is what we talked about the entire off you talking about things we've seen that, for years, yeah. That we needed. Yeah, even before Lamar, we wanted a nice wide receiver for Joe. So we've always had this conversation, and the Ravens just don't care. They're like, defense, defense, defense. But
1: yeah, I mean, they've been spending capital in the draft. Duvernay, Dobbins. Uh, yeah, it never works. Uh, Brown. We thought Brown was the guy.
0: That's the problem. We thought Brown was the guy. I still think Dobbins is the guy, and I'm irritated that they don't use him enough.
1: Well, and I, so On Sunday, the got, play got,
0: call for Dobbins on Sunday,
1: do a toss. Yeah. It's just, see, yeah, I've creamed three yards in the backfield,
0: and, and, and let's run that play three three times. Right. And, and people look at this chart and say, well, look, Dobbins got the ball more than Ingram. He did, but he got some horrible play calls. Yeah. And so it wasn't really, it's not really fair to be like, to, to judge him on that.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's, it's so hard to tell who who the playmakers are, and is it Jackson's fault? Is it Brown? Like these are just really hard questions to answer.
0: Right. The defense we've got down. I love our defense. I do too. If you put if you bring Williams back and, and uh, Campbell. Yep. Clay's Campbell. I, yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I, I totally trust this defense. Yeah, I love the a offense. Cornerback. Has a whole lot of questions. Yep.
1: I like Elliott as safety, big yep. hitter, and I love Humphrey, on the you,
0: outside. I, yeah. Yeah. You think Chuck Clark jumped off sides on purpose? I do. Yeah, I think he did. I, I think do. it was a good move. Weird smart time, smart good football move. play. Yeah. So. All right. Um, I mentioned so at yeah, the top of the show the Orioles. <laughs> that's more Ravens talk than we've done all season.
1: Yeah, good for us. Um, yeah. They traded, this is, this is why Elias is the best, Mike Elias is the best, Hector Velazquez, who not only didn't pitch a game for us last year, he was traded at the beginning of the year to Houston where he proceeded to not pitch a single inning for Houston last year. And yet we got this 18-year-old uh, Miguel Padilla, um, who was an international signing um, right. in 2018 I mean, out of Venezuela. Um, and an, i just say another kind of a young arm for our farm system for a guy who didn't pitch a single inning in the majors. So that's another win for the Orioles, another win for Mike Elias.
0: It is. And it's, I mean, it's this some 18 year old. I can't get hyped up for this guy. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Miguel Padilla. 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 Yeah. I can't get hyped up for him because. You can't? No, because there's no way we got something really good for this trade, but we still got something for nothing.
1: Josh, an ERA of 2.08 in 26 innings. Uh, uh, two years ago 4-1 record 26 strikeouts in 26 innings in the DSL, For the DSL Astros You can't get excited about that?
0: I mean, yeah, that sounds great But why would they trade him For Velázquez? Like, uh, there's a big why Yeah
1: Yeah, I mean, he's Yeah, I mean, because the Astros probably have 30 Padillas Who are 18 years old Playing in their Dominican league all right, I guess so.
0: Yeah, and he's one of or, them. Right, or, or uh, Elias had some dirt.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's an Astros connection, so who knows? Uh, yeah. But, but, yeah, he's not a guy that's going to go on our 30-man top prospects, but he's, he's another young player who maybe, because we talked about before, we were lacking in international signings. So this is another move to um, improve that area of our team. Our international prospects there's another international prospect to fill out whatever minor leagues are left come this baseball season
0: yeah I think the yeah the excitement for the Oriole fans this past week has to be though Trey Mancini coming out and bat bat in the bat back in the batting cage and talking about how he'll be ready for spring training yeah, and and seeing him healthy and him back to working out—that's the excitement. The excitement is thinking about last year's team, and thinking about the growth of some young guys, and then putting Mancini back on that team, and suddenly it's like, yeah, I can get excited about these guys again, and I have some uh, look at baseball to look forward to.
1: Yeah, I agree, and that's—I mean, I think technically that was a couple of weeks ago, but. Or I think it was before our last show, maybe, but but it. Well, it was like it was like
0: five or six days ago that he said, "Hey, I'm ready for sprint training."
1: Okay. Um, there's also, and so yeah, I I think whenever you come back from something like that, you never have a hundred percent certainty, and so this seems like a step closer to that certainty that we might have the player we had before, in Trey Mancini. A couple other right. exciting tidbits this week. According to Rich Dubroff, friend of the show, dear friend of the show, Rich Dubroff, um, he, re- he reported, he tweeted out that Southwest Air will now be fi- flying to Sarasota and Bredenton, at Bredenton. So the uh, uh, going go to Sarasota,
0: the Southwest. That's cool. That's great. I mean, you're coming down this year uh, as long as COVID goes away. Am I? That's the plan. Except I'd want you to fly into Jacksonville and then we drive over together. Okay. I'm going to be going over. All right. I mean, that's the plan is to go over on a weekend.
1: If they have free training, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if COVID's gone and all that, and maybe we can even pull Bert into it for some special spring training episodes. Yeah. Because now's the time to go. Because all the young guys are up. This is the time to start getting excited for spring training. Oh
1: yeah, man! You you go down there, um, and get to see Kerstad and get and get to see Adley Rutschman, um, get to see all those studs. So absolutely. Um, the other exciting news, um, this this week is the Hall of Fame ballot was announced. Uh, the Orioles yep. had had three three Orioles were announced to the um, as on the ballot for the Hall of Fame. So it's good for the Orioles to have <laughs> three guys on there. Three guys.
0: Yeah, I, I see. Uh, I thought it was four uh, for
1: a second. I could have I, uh, sworn it was four. I could have sworn that AJ Burnett was an order at one time. No, but he's never was. I could have sworn he was though, but no, he was never was. No. Um, Can you no. name the well, three orals on the ballot? Yes, Sammy Sosa. Sure. Uh, Legendary order, Sammy Sosa. Uh, all right. all right.
0: Kurt Schoen. Yep. And Tim Hudson. No. Uh. Who am I missing? Reliever,
1: here? you might miss this guy.
0: Um, Saint Victor Andrews Jones. Better Roger reliever, I always, for forever. But I, you know, I always think Roger Clemens because I get Clemens and chillin confused. Um, Mark Burley.
1: No, it's 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 Latroy Hawkins.
0: Oh, I didn't know Hawkins was an Oriole. Yeah. I see so he, right.
1: I mean he's a veteran pitcher I think he spent Like maybe in his mid-30s spent, spent a season in Baltimore After his I mean he pitched for like Let me pull it up I'm pulling it right now He pitched Look at this He started when he was 22 He retired at 42 The dude pitched in the majors In the majors For 20 years That's incredible
0: Yeah That is I mean
1: He pitched for the Orioles in 2006 For one year I mean he's not going to make The Hall of Fame But, like, props to you for pitching in the majors for 20 years.
0: Yeah. I will say, like, the new people on this list, they all suck.
1: Hey, can I also, Latroy Hawkins, a shout-out to him, pitched nine years with Minnesota. But he pitched for Minnesota, let me keep this track, Minnesota, Colorado, Chicago Cubs, Houston, Milwaukee, New York Mets, San Francisco Giants, Los Angeles Angels, New York Yankees, Baltimore Orioles, and the Toronto Blue Jays. 11 teams. That's incredible.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those. It's like the utility guy that can just uh, just somehow find his way to stay in the league forever. Yeah. And those guys never get the love. Um, this is the ninth year that Curt Schillen, Barry Bonds, and Roger Clemens are on the ballot.
1: Oh, my gosh. I shouldn't have never brought think- the Hall of Fame just because I didn't want to talk about this. <laughs> I hate this Did topic pay-
0: so much. It's a real quick topic. Do you think they should go into the Hall of Fame? We know where we're, we know how writers are. So, what is it? You can be on ten years. So, some writers will probably wait and, and say, "All right, the last time." I feel like every year it gets a little bit. Right? It grows a little bit. Yeah, last year, uh, last year Bonds had seventy sixty-one percent, or last year Clemens had sixty-one percent, and Bonds had sixty-point-seven percent. I mean, and you got to get seventy-five percent.
1: I mean. I would say this about it. I, I don't. Oh, and had 70 last year. Part of the reason I hate this topic is because I'm really conflicted on it. I'm, I honestly don't know how I feel, and I change my mind all the time. And so I hate, hate even talking about it because I know I'm not consistent with it because I change my mind all the time. Sometimes I'm feeling really um, I'm feeling really litigious, and, it's, and I'm feeling kind of old school, and I'm saying, no, you cheat, you're out. Other times I'm like, what the heck? Everybody's doing it. Let him in. Put a freaking put right. asterisk there if you want to or whatever. But I'll say this, here's what I will say about it. If any stairward guy gets in, Barry Bonds needs to go first. And he needs if you're gonna vote for any stairward guy, you gotta put Barry Bonds in there. Because Barry Bonds, he might have been a jerk to the media, but he was the best player in that era. And if you're not mm-hmm. if you're discount stairwards, he's the first guy
0: to go in. And I feel the same way about Kurt Schilling Media doesn't like him, yeah. But he was a dominant pitcher then. But he was not Barry Bonds great.
1: No, no, no. He was he was but a good pitcher who had good playoff moments. The bloody sock,
0: whatever. Um, but, but you know but what yeah. bothers me? What bothers me is the ten years. That I hate this whole. Well, he wasn't good enough year one. Year two, he's a little better. Year three, the guy's been retired for now for sixteen years. Nothing has improved in his baseball skills to make you now say he does deserve in, where nine years ago he didn't deserve in. This is a Hall of Fame. It's supposed to be about what you do on the baseball field. It should be a simple, are you good enough? Yes, no. Not You're not good enough on year one, but now you are good enough on year 10 on the ballot. makes no sense whatsoever, and I hate that. Put them all in there. They all played great in their eras, and let's just accept that baseball had a steroid era, just like it had a era... Error when they used smaller gloves. And an error when the bats weren't that good. And an error when, when the stadium sucked. When everyone's cigarettes
1: between innings. And right. An <laughs> and error and, and with
0: tobacco. An error without tobacco. Yeah. An error where reaching over the fence was fan interference. An error when it wasn't. Like, baseball has changed. You're not going to look back in 30 years and say, oh, we're not going to allow this guy in the Hall of Fame. Because that year, we put a man on second base in extra innings. Yeah, but, but baseball went through errors. you got to just accept it all. But I would argue,
1: Josh, that's the advantage of having this 10-year window. And maybe even they should extend it out to a 15-year window or 20-year window. Because sometimes I feel like your immediate response to something is kind of a you know, that just is your, 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 your emotional response. Oh. But now a little time away from the steroid era where we can look back on it and say, okay, that was a time everyone kind of just lost their minds. Now we can see it for what it was, and we can go about our business now.
0: You know, yeah, but here's time does here's that. Here's the problem. Yeah. Here's the problem. This stupid ballot gives the baseball writers way too much power. It shouldn't be up to a baseball writer to decide whether or not I'm Hall of Fame caliber. Put my stats in the computer and let it pop out, true or false. It doesn't need a baseball writer's perspective because they're all jaded. They're all corrupt. They all think they're better than baseball.
1: Mm. Josh, going after powers in this episode, going after the government powers to trying to control us, going after reporters, they're arrogant reporters <laughs> I mean, trying they're, to control us. They're
0: really us. arrogant. Yeah. Not all of
1: them are. Tim Kerchin, that's my boy. No, Love no. Tim there's Kirchhen. some good ones. Yeah. There's some good ones. Lovebuster. Buster. A, Love Buster.
0: There's a bunch like the, uh, you know, like the. Oh, we can never have someone unanimously go into the Hall of Fame. So I always vote against Cal Ripken, against Ken Griffey Jr. Because I'm no better than them. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Get rid of them. Well,
1: I, I'm all against that until it comes to like Mar, uh, Mariana Rivera. And then I'm like, well, no, maybe everyone shouldn't vote for Mariano Rivera or Derek Jeter. Maybe there shouldn't be
0: Everyone should have voted for those guys. I don't think so. As much as we don't like it as a Yankee, you put their stats in the computer and it pops up, yes, they're a Hall of Famer.
1: Mm. You think it all should be computerized?
0: Yeah. I think you shouldn't say, oh, I'm a 75% Hall of Famer. Oh, well, that sucks. You can sit over there at the kid table because I'm a 92%. Should they base it all right.
1: on war? What's your total war score? If you got a, a war above seventy, you get in. If you got it below seventy, you don't get in.
0: Here's what I want: I want all the nerds that came up with all these stats that now baseball loves stats and baseball is stats. And every year there's a new stat. Like war was all the talk, and then it was uh, uh, what's the pitch defense list? Every year there's a new stat that's coming out that's the hot stat. Mm. So these nerds are really good at making up baseball stats to try to represent how good people are. And now they're trying it in football. It doesn't work in football. But baseball, they're trying really hard to make it work and defensive metrics and all this. So let's come up with a new stat, nerds, where you take offense and defensive metrics, you blend it all together, and you give a Hall of Fame score. And let's just move forward like that so we can see... How, then, can Griffey Jr. ranks to Cal Ripken Jr. based on the total stats? And you're going to have to come up with some, uh, some type of number for what you do for the game or something. Because of, uh, but there's got to be some type of mathematical formula that we can figure out for Hall of Fame percentage.
1: Yeah, it sounds like you're describing war. But what, what are the issues? No. <laughs> yes, you are. No, That's, you war. Go much That's what than war, war is.
0: because no, war does not take into account... Stuff, I just said it should all be determined on stuff on the field. That's what I'm saying. So I can't say war doesn't think. Do.
1: Yeah, Josh, and that would be my war
0: taken against that. Because
1: uh, you have someone like, here's my example always. Mr. Jones, Adam Jones, for, uh, Center for the Bottom but war But
0: war doesn't take into account years played, games played.
1: But it does, because you accumulate war. If you do a cumulative war, it would be the yeah. war you accumulate
0: over your entire career. It doesn't, yeah, though. But, if, but if, if you go in and you play one year... And you have a war of ninety nine or whatever, a war of ten. You look amazing compared to a guy who put up who's been playing for fifteen years and has a war of three point five.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think you have a, a an understanding of how war works at all. So maybe you should stop talking about it. I don't. Josh, because it would be like your your scenario is like like um, this year, um, who had a great like Juan Soto the past two years right put up great war first a nick marcakis who's been putting up like an average war
0: for the past 100 years right right and that's where war does not calculate it does though whether the guy go- no but war does not calculate whether the guy has uh 6000 hits or I guess it, it somewhat does, but it doesn't calculate – it calculates for a year. It doesn't necessarily calc- – you can't compare a guy's war average over three years to a war average over 10 years.
1: Right, but you can add up those totals, and you can say over 10 years, this guy had this war, and over three years, this guy had this uh, war.
0: But I see what you – okay.
1: But, but, you're, but there's, there's other numbers, right? Like uh, there was a lot of talk about Nick Marcakis. Again, if he hit 3,000 hits, is that like – is that what you said? Is that a number where if you get that number – 3,000 hits. You're in the Hall of Fame, no matter what else that, that, that you, you did, which I think is an interesting right. discussion
0: as well. Uh, uh, yeah. And I think for some things, there are. And there needs to be. And that's why Barry Bonds needs to be in the Hall of Fame. He hit those numbers. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was, yeah. I, I mean, he was the best player and, of that era.
0: And here's what I hate. Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire were praised during that era. They were the face of baseball during that era. And Sammy Sosa, too. Baseball made a ton of money off those guys in that era. People grew up wanting to be those guys in that era. There was a freaking ESPN
1: documentary about
0: uh, it saved baseball, the Sosa uh, McGuire. Sosa McGuire, right. Yet you want to keep those people out of the Hall of Fame because they're not good enough as people. It's not the Hall of Really Nice People. Well, it's not about people. It's about cheating, right? Right. But here's the thing. Everyone was doing it. We all know that Cal Ripken 20- didn't do it, Josh. Cal Ripken played in that era. He didn't do it. Yeah, he did some other shady stuff. He didn't... Joe, you know, he played in... Eight- yeah, he, he punched Kevin Cosner uh, and Peter Angelo shut off the lights. Fake news. No, but Cal Ripken, he drank Ken milk. Griffey. Right, Cal Ripken Jr., Ken Griffey Jr., those are, like, the guys who are, like, your big representatives of, like, good people in baseball. Yeah. There's lots of people in baseball who are really good baseball players and not the best representations off the field.
1: But, Josh, you keep saying off the field. They cheated to give them advantage on the field. That's
0: the problem. But, but everyone was doing it at that time. We all know in 2019 that the baseball was juiced. Baseball won't admit it, but we all know that the baseball was juiced in 2019. You think,
1: you think the Astros should not be punished because other teams are trying to steal signs?
0: No, the Astros need to be punished because they did something no one else was doing.
1: But if everybody everyone, was banging on trash cans, it would have been okay? Yes, if you were allowed. Because, yeah, if everyone was no, doing it. No, it's not it, allowed. But if everyone did it, it would still be okay? Yeah,
0: sure. Hmm. If everyone did it.
1: Okay, I see but, where your moral, your moral compass <laughs> is just about what the most. Okay, I, I see where you're coming
0: from. If everyone was banging on trash cans, it wouldn't be a big deal that one team is. There's little things in cheating that every team does that we just all look past. Like, you're allowed to, you're allowed to try to read, steal signs. Every team does it. You're not supposed to use technology. The trash cans isn't the problem. The problem is the technology. Right. The trash cans is well, just trash a funny representation. The trash cans are beating
1: drums. are very... Rud- rudimentary form of technology, the old classic drum. Drumstick <laughs> no, and drum. A, drum. a drum is not technology. Sure, it, it is a very primitive form of technology.
0: No, it's not an al- yes, at technology. some point someone invented a- the drum to make noise. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's technology. Sure. You don't understand what technology is. Okay, <laughs> and you don't understand what war is. Good. Uh, t- uh. The definition of technology Is the application of scientific knowledge For a practical purpose Beating drums That's the very (laughs)
1: definition of beating (laughs) drums Do you have a picture Uh, in there of beating a drum?
0: I don't think If I googled Is beating a drum technology It might show me an electronic Drum set
1: Okay, That was built off prior technology Of a snare drum Which was built off prior technology Of someone with a stick Hitting the trash can. It's all advancing technologies of different
0: degrees. Uh, no, you're wrong. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but you're wrong. Right. It's not technology. The technology was the camera out in the outfield and the TV monitor behind the thing that uh, what's his name ripped off the wall a couple times because he didn't like him using it. Yeah,
1: and the and the um. Jose Altuve um, having the buzzers on his chest or whatever. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 yeah. That would be technology.
1: His jersey.
0: Right, right. They went and got a bunch of pagers <laughs> to make sure to cheat. Yeah. So, yeah. yep, I'll give you that.
1: All right. What, what, what are the next, Josh? Looking at baseball here, I know yep. by Friday we need to have a 40-man set. So that's something for Oriole fans to pay attention to. Um, what what are some other like important off season dates here? Like when when are the winter meetings? When when is stuff going to happen here? The uh,
0: the winter meetings are canceled. They're doing the winter meetings all virtually over Zoom, which sounds horrible. I how
1: does that? Um, yeah, I have so many questions about how that
0: even works. But okay, it is so. November seventeenth through nineteenth, there's owners' meetings, which is through, they say, teleconferences, which I I assume means Zoom. That's now.
1: Okay.
0: Then then December 7th through 10th. Who's our owner? Is the winter meetings. Our owner would be uh, John Angelos. Okay. Would be our representative. So, um, yeah, they're doing it all over Zoom, which I think takes the whole part of, like, the winter meetings. Like, part of the whole thing is, like, wandering and hanging out at the bar and making deals at the bar. So like I don't understand the point of winter meetings if it's over Zoom. Like, isn't that what you do all off season? Just call each other.
1: Yeah, Um, I know, I know. So I don't know if there'll be less deals because of that or, or what.
0: Um, Less. I'm gonna say less deals. Definitely less excitement. Um, Less rumors by reporters, probably right. Right. I guess it's just gonna be. It's it's not gonna be fun. It's not gonna be entertaining on, uh, on whatever MLB network, like, I guess, uh, when's the rule five draft? I bet you the rule five draft is even going to be virtual. Yeah. The rule five draft is December 10th. All right. So yeah, I guess that's going to be like the NFL draft all virtually. I assume. I guess
1: so. And, and there is some talk that there actually could be more drama in the rule five because no, with the pandemic, nobody wants to pay players. So maybe, people will use the Rule 5 more as a cost-efficient way to get talent on your team. Um,
0: true, maybe. I mean, then that's the interesting thing with this offseason is to see, like, is it going to be off offseason where no one wants to make any deals, or is it the type of offseason that, because of all the uncertainty, you can get a good deal on someone right now?
1: Yeah, and, and so we'll see. I mean, the big date is Friday to see who the order is to to the 40-man. This will also give some insight – if they're going to be active in the Rule 5, like if they leave two open, open 40-man spots, it probably means they're going to try to make a move in, the, in with the Rule 5. If they fill up the 40-man, I mean, they could still make a move because the other important date, Josh, by the way, December 10th is the um, Rule 5, but December 2nd is the non-tender deadline. That's for all those... Um, um, arbitration players, where there's rumors like, do are we going to offer uh, uh, Hanzo Alberto or Renato Nunez arbitration? They have to decide that by December 2nd. So that's another date to watch out for after we get past this Friday. Gotcha. Okay. And the Orioles tend to, Michael Elias's M.O. is to tend to wait to the la- very last day that something's due to do it. He's like me in my, in my college class. He's going to wait to the very last day to do the assignment. He's not going to yeah. make any decisions prior to that. He's going to wait until the last day.
0: Right, right. So, yeah. How's your assignment coming? Not, it's not due yet, so you're putting it off some more. Well, it's. Your, your book report.
1: i tell you what, November 27th, if I don't have my paper done by then, I will not graduate. In January, like I want to, I'll we'll have to wait till till the spring, so that the oh, deadline yeah. is approaching.
0: That's, that's going to be a very Black Friday.
1: Yeah, that could that could be ugly for me. That could be ugly. So, yeah, you all be spending your Thanksgiving eating turkey. I'll be spending it behind a computer screen, probably.
0: Um, well, that's good because thanks to 2020, we'll all be having Thanksgiving behind a computer screen.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, this this the quarantine does give me a good excuse to like not have a life and just work on my paper. I'm just quarantined like everybody else.
0: Yeah. No. We just decided yesterday when talking that we're not going to travel for Thanksgiving or Christmas now. Oh, not Christmas unless either? Unless something changes. No, we're going to stay down here for Christmas. Well, let's see how things happen. You, you hadn't bought a ticket or anything for Christmas? No. Nope. Because we've been putting it off to see how things were. So we're kind of at the point now, like, ah, I guess we'll just have our first Christmas in Florida hmm. and see how that all goes. You're nervous if you have too many
1: people in a house in Maryland? The SWAT team might come break down your windows?
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I don't want to wear my mask in the house. And in Florida, on December 25th, we can still do things outside. Hmm. Because
1: I know if you were to go to Gigi's house for Christmas, she's got a lot of snitches in her neighborhood, Josh. I'm telling you right now, that neighborhood watches everything. A a, a freaking mouse doesn't enter a house without five text messages being sent around Gigi's neighborhood. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So... I say, would you try to sneak into the house and everyone catch you? <laughs> no, no. Just give my <laughs> mom a hard time because she put up a Christmas tree and then start getting text messages from the neighborhood.
0: All right. Well, yeah. Well, that's because you and Gigi kind of popped out the Christmas stuff pretty early. Oh yeah, I got the Christmas yeah. tree up. Got the train going
1: around the Christmas tree. We're all decked out.
0: Yeah, I'm putting. That's this weekend. We decided. We decided we would do a week early. We're normally Black Friday people. And we're going to do it this weekend instead. Are you able as to get the uh, in Florida?
1: Are you able to get real trees, or does everyone have a fake tree?
0: <laughs> I asked. I asked Is Mandy that, that question? same question yesterday. <laughs> no, I asked Mandy the same exact question yesterday. I said, "You know what? We got a nice house and a nice spot for the tree. Can we get a real tree this year? Do they sell them in Florida?" <laughs> I mean, I know they grow them all in North Carolina. You can send them down yeah. here to you all. Mandy said, "There's a Christmas tree farm right down the street that I drive past every day." Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't paid attention. No, we, we got so, a
1: fake tree for
0: the first year ever. First fake tree. Yeah, we did a fake tree. We've done a fake tree the past couple years. Yeah. Uh, maybe just last year or the year before. We've done some fake trees. I'd like I would like to go back to a real tree maybe this year. Uh, this year I'm doing the big Christmas light display outside the house. Oh yeah. Which I haven't set haven't the done music. Before. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's be my awesome. project. That's my project for the weekend. I got to say it's really hard to get in the mood for Christmas. When it's 80 degrees outside. Yeah, it's been cold here today. And it's very weird. And I, it was odd last year, and it's still odd this year, to see Christmas lights on palm trees. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird. So that's weird. I like it here. But, Our uh,
1: breath's getting cold. And whenever I see someone breathe out, I just see coronavirus whoo, spe- spew out their mouth <laughs> with the cold breath. So it makes me laugh every time. There it goes there goes the virus with the cold right, breath. Right. You can visually see it. Well, hopefully they're wearing masks, so you don't well, see I'm it. I'm not seeing it from, yeah, if they're wearing masks, can, do you see someone's breath if they're wearing a
0: mask? I don't think so. No, that's the whole point of the mask. That you can't spread it, the virus. It, right. Right, which means you can't see their breath. Right. I, since I hope what not. you're seeing is the virus.
1: Or unless you're wearing one of those jogging masks where Emily said you might as well not wear a mask at all if you're wearing one of those little neck gaiters. She's a very anti-neck gaiters. I got a neck gaiter right here. Oh, don't show Emily. Emily gave me a whole lecture when I was wearing a neck gaiter the other day.
0: Look, I just got in a test neck gaiter. Yeah, I got a school
1: um, neck gaiter from my high school. They, it was a little gift from the high school.
0: But Emily said so don't this wear. Is- this is a film study neck gaiter. Oh, nice. That, does that mean I shouldn't order a, put up any Section three thirty six neck gaiters? Well,
1: Emily says uh, it won't. It won't, Doesn't do anything for the coronavirus. But Emily, but they still cool she, and they keep she's your neck a warm. Nurse. She's not a scientist. She's not a scientist. No, she's not. She didn't show me any so. any research articles. She just said this. <laughs> All
0: right. All right. Yeah, uh, what's Bill Nye say about the Net Gator? Yeah,
1: I ask Bill Nye and Bill Gates
0: before I do anything, what do they <laughs> right, think? Right, right. If your name's not Bill, I don't want, your, I don't want you talking about the coronavirus. That's, a, that's absolutely right. right. I might even go to Bill Ripkin, get his opinion. Hey, Bill Ripkin never steers you wrong on the MLB Network. There you go. No. All right, let's get out of here. All right. The music has been playing, I'm sure, right? Yeah, I'll start it right now. Okay. So, are we doing a Thanksgiving episode next week? Like uh, things I think haven't we done before? Like things we're thankful for in Baltimore sports. Sure, we can do a, a Thanksgiving. But things we're thankful for. You know, things we're, th- we're thankful for in 2020 in relation to Baltimore sports.
1: That's going to be a hard year to come up with some things.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. I might. Pick, I might think of specific plays. Mm, yeah. A moment. A moment where I was happy. Yeah.
1: All right, but yeah, let, let, let's do that. Let's do a top uh, top list of things we're thankful for. A, to, a top list things. Were... No, not topless. Just like a top. You, said, you definitely said topless. A top list. A list okay. of top things right. we're thankful for.
0: Gotcha. Um, yeah. Uh, too let, bad this, this is the end week. of the show, or this show would have totally been called topless.
1: Yeah, but no one listens this far, and
0: no. Nope. So, all right, we'll save that joke for next week. Well,
1: I'll save it. I'll, I'll, I'll topless. I'll use it next week. We'll bring it back up. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'll, I'll start the show with that. Welcome to our topless Thanksgiving episode. Yep,
0: yeah. yep. And we'll yeah. uh,
1: hey, I, sure. I do it. We'll do a video, and I won't wear a top either. We'll, we'll go all in with this joke.
0: Uh, see, I was going to say we just tell people we're doing it topless, but we can keep our shirts on. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll take my. Sh- we I'll, don't have to put the video out. I'll take my shirt off for the show. Okay. You can follow the us, been
1: <laughs> <You> can follow <laughs> us on, uh, on social media. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, the show, Section 336 show On Instagram, on Twitter On Facebook Leave us 5 stars on iTunes and write us a nice review You can follow me on Twitter At Section336 And you can follow Josh on Twitter Forget Twitter, you can follow
0: me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, <Parler>, I'm sorry <laughs> at Josh yeah, Follow Josh on hey, And don't forget 336er.com To support us over at Patreon yeah, For we, $3 a month You can be something that we are thankful for next week Yeah, a real true coconut Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go Ravens.
1: Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys.
0: Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.